Money, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. Hey, Rainmakers. In today's episode, I interview myself and I, I'm just trying to give you guys a little bit of groundwork game for personal credit building, what a good score is, how to, how to build towards a good score. And if you already have a really good credit profile, which I'll go into the data points, I'm going to give you nine credit cards to apply for that should be a hundred thousand plus in funding. So if you stay to the end, you know, this call could be worth a hundred thousand dollars or more in credit. I say it throughout the episode and I'll say it again. The access to credit is for investing purposes so that you can build your businesses that you're starting or invest in education to build a business, to get that knowledge that you need to succeed. It is not (laughs) to look like you have money to go shopping, to take a vacation. We're only, we're only building credit in this, in what I'm teaching you so that we can build cash flowing income streams. Cause this is what the six figure side hustle is all about. It's not about looking like you have money. It's about having money. I'm going to be bringing in some business funding experts, some travel hacking experts, some different people, and they're all going to want you to utilize credit. But the foundation is to have a good personal credit score. Um, So I tried to give you guys some games so you could start working on your credit now, pulling your credit scores, doing the things you need to do to uh, get your credit profile in line. Like I said, stay tuned because this episode might be worth $100,000 or more. This might be your your first six-figure side hustle right off the bat, and it could propel you into uh, some really lucrative industries because access to credit is king. Okay, I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Six Figure Side Hustle Podcast, hosted by me, Sabrina Brooks, entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of a highly successful public adjusting firm. I'm obsessed with reaching the two comma club just like you are. This is your all access pass inside the minds of high income earners, expert side hustlers, and entrepreneurs who have successfully launched, scaled, or diversified their businesses. We're sharing all kinds of business, marketing, and mindset insight. And trust me, our conversations are full of actionable tips that will leave you feeling clear on what to do next and motivated to take action. If you were born with an entrepreneurial spirit, are obsessed with business and marketing, and want nothing more than to create time and financial freedom for yourself and your family, this is the show for you. Let's dive in. There's an old saying that cash is king, but in the circles I'm in, credit is king. 
because when you can utilize credit, you're actually using other people's money. And when you're in entrepreneurship and the business world, that's called leverage. That means you can accomplish more leveraging other people's money than you would be able to if you were solely dependent on what was in your personal bank account. So I will have some really high-level guests speaking about some really cool credit hacks how to get six figures in business funding, how to how to make money off your credit, how to leverage your credit into additional six-figure income streams with no money out of your pocket. These are all really enticing concepts, but it's really difficult if your personal credit isn't where it needs to be. So I wanted to jump, jump on and do a real quick episode um, to make sure that you have a good understanding of personal credit And you can start working on any issues you may have. So when you hear these higher level episodes, you can really jump on the information immediately. And I didn't want to have anyone come on and speak about, um, you know, personal credit issues. If I could just knock some of these questions out of the way real quick. Your credit score ranges from 300 to 850 points. Obviously, the higher the score you have, the better the score you have and the better credit opportunities you have access to. So you're really trying to get into that 750 to 850 credit score range. Your credit score is a weighted score. So it's based on a few factors that you really want to pay attention to. 35% of your credit score is based on your payment history. Do you have late payments? Do you have charge-offs? Do you have uh, debt that you didn't pay? Um, That that is going to weigh pretty heavily on that, on your credit score. 30% of your credit score is based on your utilization, which simply means how much of a credit card are you using? Are you maxing it out or are you um, running up your credit card and then paying it off at the end of the month? You want to keep your utilization low. You want to use your credit card so that they don't close your account for non-use, but you don't want to carry a high balance month to month. And I've been in different credit groups Um, And they say differing amounts. Some say keep it under 30% utilization. Some of the groups I'm in actually say keep it below 10%. Um, I don't know what the definitive answer is. So let's just play it safe. Keep your credit utilization under 10%. Um, I'm telling you, you're going to want a good, strong credit profile when these guests uh, come on and start dropping all these gems because it's it sometimes it could take a little bit of time to get your credit together. Fifteen um, percent of your credit score is based on the length of your credit. Um, this is really tricky um, to me because I'm I've had credit for about how old am I? Like almost twenty years, like nineteen twenty years. Um, But my credit score age is like five years, um, even though I've had different credit cards and stuff. So there are some different uh, tips and tricks for uh, increasing your credit card length. Um, You never want to close 
a credit card account, which is something I didn't know. I should have credit cards that are aged 15 years and more. But when I was paying them off, trying to establish my credit and getting good standing, I was closing them um, because I thought that would help. That's counterintuitive. You need to keep them open. So you want to use them so that the credit card companies don't close them. Um, but you don't want to close them. Um, and this is probably, I'm sure some of the guests are going to get into how you can make money off of these aged trade lines, which I should have so many of. And I don't have, well, I have a few, but I don't have any 15-year-old ones because I was closing them down. Um, a little credit hack, if you have short credit history um, or if you just need to establish some credit, like you don't have any credit, if you have family members or close friends who know, like, and trust you and would want and want to see you do well, you can ask them if they have any aged credit cards or high limit credit cards that they don't carry a balance on, and they can add you as an authorized user to their account. You don't have to get access to the credit card. You won't get any of your their personal information. So if they sound a little bit skeptical, just by adding you as an authorized user won't give you any authority to make changes or anything on the account. And you won't even be able to use that account without the credit card, but it takes their credit history on that card and, and grants it to you. So that's a little credit hack. Um, a lot of wealthy people start their children off with the best credit scores because they add them to these trade line accounts. So when they turn 18, they might have a 20-year-old credit age. Um, so that's just a little credit hack. 10% of your credit score is the credit mix, meaning do you have all revolving credit accounts? Are they all credit cards? Um, you want a good mix. So that does include a car loan. That is one type of account. Or having a mortgage. That's another type of account. Um, Student loans is actually a type of account. So sometimes actually when you pay off a car loan, um, it will drop your score because you're losing access to that mix. And if you had the car loan open for an extended period of time, it might actually reduce the age of your credit. Um, so not to say to get into debt just to diversify your credit, but that does play a small role, 10%. Um, and then 10% is inquiries, hard inquiries. So if you apply for um, a large number of accounts all at once, it makes you kind of look risky and desperate. Um, hard inquiries will stay on your credit report for two years. Um, when you pull your own credit report, that does not count as a hard inquiry. So when we are starting to do credit stacking and some other really high-level tricks to, to give you access to six figures in funding, the goal in mind is to get as few inquiries as possible with, to, to establish the most amount of credit. So credit is a strategy. And when you know the game plan, um, you can really get a lot of money um, you know, to use wisely, I, I'm not teaching you these 
so you can get a hundred thousand dollars in credit cards and you know run up run it up at Chanel or Gucci or anything like that. This is for business leverage purposes. So we're you we're trying to establish credit so that it makes it easier to get into some of these industries that may require an investment up front. Um, we we talk with a lot of people in real estate. We talk with some people who are doing Airbnbs and some other different industries where you do need some capital to get started. Um, so having this six figures in funding or knowing how to uh, liquidate your credit cards so you can use the credit as cash is very important, but you can't really take advantage of um, these credit plays if you are personal credit is um, not well established. So um, some factors that could decrease your score would be the number of accounts you have, um, your credit age. Like I said, you want a, a lengthy credit age. And if you uh, open too many accounts in a short period of time, it's a weighted average. So if you open five new accounts, those are like newborn accounts. And you don't have any senior citizen accounts to balance it out. Um, so that's why having some age trade lines to balance it out uh, is a good thing. Late payments. Ugh. I know we all get into some hard times sometimes. Um, you really need to protect your credit. Um, you can request some of these open trade lines to, um, you know, waive your, your late payments on your credit report as a courtesy. Um, I know there's some different uh, consumer, uh, not laws, but I know COVID granted some different credit favorability for late payments because so many people were out of work. Um, you know, so if you were affected by COVID uh, in the last two years, you could call your credit card company, explain what was happening, um, and do your best to get these late payments off. Negative accounts. Don't let your account get charged off. If this is your legitimate account, um, you know, you took you took it out. You like your credit score is basically a reflection of your trustworthiness. So if you think about it like street credit, if if you took out a loan, you know, from a friend and you didn't pay it back, and you asked another friend in that same circle. They already know you're a bad credit risk because uh, that friend went around and told everyone like, hey, they, you know, they owe me money. They're they're out at the club buying drinks and they didn't ever pay me back. And now here you come asking someone else. So that's the same thing corporations do. They want to know, do you pay back your loans or are you just going to let them get charged off and move on to the next? So don't let your accounts get charged off. Um, keep your utilization low, as we mentioned. Try to keep it under 10%. Um, and, and keep your inquiries low. We're going to go into some strategies. Um, like I said, you are when you're applying for credit, you want to have the least number of hard inquiries for the greatest amount of accounts and credit limits as possible. So never just apply for an account, like never, you know, get an offer and then apply. You have to have a strategy and you want to know almost with certainty that you're going to be a approved for that account. Don't just 
apply to see because whether you get approved or you get denied, that's a that's going to be a, an inquiry counted against your credit. So ways that you can improve your credit score obviously are paying your bills on time consistently. These negative. Uh, you know, negative payments, charge-offs and stuff, they stay on your credit for like seven and a half years. So it, it will take a minute to recover from bad credit um, that's being reported accurately. Don't spend over your credit limit. If they give you $500, don't spend $505. Um, keep your utilization, like I said, keep it low. Um, don't close out your old accounts. This will reduce your credit age. Um, don't apply for new accounts without a plan. Don't apply if you don't think that you'll be approved. Um, and if you do have some collection accounts that are on your credit report and you know, you're calling to negotiate, get them to sign a pay for deletion uh, agreement, which is where you'll pay, but they'll delete that off your credit. Um, you know, they want to make money, but it will, if you pay them, it could start the seven and a half year time reporting over again, because it's seven years from the last payment. So if you have a debt that's like four years old and you say, let me fix my credit and you make a payment, they could technically report it from that payment date and you've renewed the cycle of that negative reporting. So you have good credit is really a strategy and sometimes it's counterintuitive. So a good credit profile will look like 100% on time payments, five or more accounts, uh, high, high credit limits, no collections, no charge-offs, no bankruptcies, a five-year or more credit history and no more than three inquiries pure per credit bureau. So I don't know if I mentioned this, there are three major credit bureaus, um, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. They each, when, a cre when you're applying for credit, certain credit card companies or certain lenders will only pull one or two reports because these credit card, these credit bureaus make money when lenders pull your credit. So they're charging the lenders. That's why they're in existence. These credit bureaus are also not government entities. These are private for-profit businesses, but they are regulated um, under the Fair Credit Reporting Act, uh, FCRA, I believe is the act that they're governed by. So they can only report accurate information. So it is important to review your credit. I mean, they give you one free credit report uh, a year, all three bureaus. Um, you need to be reviewing this monthly. And um, really, a lot of credit cards will monitor, they'll give you credit monitoring. Um, and some of these free sites like Credit Karma and Credit Sesame. So if I apply for a new account, um, like I'll get like five to seven pings on my email almost immediately saying like this card was applied for. Now, 
it's always been the case that I have, in fact, applied for the accounts that they're alerting me to. But that is a really good way to monitor your account for fraud. It's not just one, uh, you know, I know Discover card, and I, I don't even think you need a Discover card for them to ping you. Discover card, the different credit bureaus, you can set it up to alert you. Like I said, the credit sesames, the credit karmas, they'll alert you to a change in your profile. So if someone is stealing your identity and attempting to open fraudulent cards, you should know immediately. Um, and having a good identity theft protection plan is also a good idea. So if this does happen, you know, maybe you were sick in bed for a week and then you wake up and, you know, all of a sudden you have all these new accounts, um, having a good identity theft protection plan that will um, assist you in uh, removing this. So you're not battling these credit bureaus alone. You're not wasting a lot of time. And if money was stolen in a lot of cases with these uh, paid companies, um, they will reimburse you up to a certain amount. So your first step would be to pull a copy of your credit report. You could do this from all three bureaus. If you want to, if you don't know where your credit score is standing, like for some people who we've just closed our eyes to what's going on, we just say, oh, I have bad credit. Let me ignore it. Um, you'll want to pull your score from a FICO reporting company. Um, I think it's myfico.com. They don't have a free trial, but they are a pretty accurate score. Um, and Identity IQ is another one. They, um, you know, as I said, these scores are pretty accurate and pretty close to what the credit bureaus will see when they pull your credit report. So they don't offer a free trial like some of the other companies. If you just want to know a roundabout way, then yeah, by all means, go get one of those dollar free trial companies or whatever, get your credit score, print the PDF or like save the PDF version of each three bureaus. So get all three bureaus, save the PDF copy and cancel immediately. Don't let them charge you if it's not your intent to sign up for a monthly monitoring. It will get you. Um, but if you do want the most accurate score to see where you're at, pull from my FICO or Identity IQ. Um, and the difference between them and like a Credit Karma is Credit Karma is uh, a Vantage score, which is not uh, Al I'm sorry, I don't. I know the word I'm trying to say. <laughs> Algorithmically. It's not weighted the same way as my FICO. That word's not going to come to me. So hopefully you know what I'm saying. Um, it, if you look at Credit Karma, like they might say you have one score, but then you go to apply for something and they're like, no, this is your actual score. And you're like, but Credit Karma said, Credit Karma is not what uh, lenders are seeing. So to get the most accurate depiction, you would get uh, one of the FICO reporting companies. Now, as I said, you want to look it over and make sure that there's no inaccuracies. Um, credit reports are required to um, have 100% accurate information. So if you are seeing addresses you've never lived at, social securities that, you've, that aren't yours, or birth dates that aren't yours, or um, 
names that aren't yours, like aliases and adjectives, you know, anything that's not 100% factual, you can dispute. And you definitely should, because if someone has an incorrect address tied to your credit report or any inaccurate uh, demographic information, that could be linked to negative accounts. So you just want to go through, uh, especially if you don't do it regularly, like if you're working on your credit you'll start checking it very, very regularly, whether it be through Credit Karma, just to make sure that the accounts, uh, there's no fraudulent accounts. Um, but she, but if you're working on your credit, you're working on boosting your score. Um, like I said, you'll definitely want to uh, make sure everything's accurate. Um, dispute anything that is not accurate. Um, there are a ton of credit Facebook groups and free credit information that will show you how to dispute um, information. Hopefully, I can get a consumer law professional who can really break it down and get into that uh, high-level sauce because there's there's the credit basics, which I'm kind of going through, but then there's like some really, really interesting stuff that uh, not everyone knows about. Um, and dispute any late payments. Like you want to make sure that if they're reporting something negative, it is in fact correct. Um, if you still have these open accounts, you could ask for them to courtesy waive it. You know, I'm trying to buy a house and this late payment is reporting. It only happened one time. Now, if you have like five late payments in a row, the chances are going down. Um, but if you had like one missed payment, and you have a really good relationship with that uh, credit card or whatever the account may be, chances are they may try to help you out. Uh, always be polite. Never, never, never call anyone asking for a favor and have an attitude. Um, that's just in life, not just in, in this uh, credit repair journey. So if you already have a good credit profile, you know, you don't have any of the late payments, um, you have low utilization, uh, you have a five-year or more credit history, you know, you're at like 650 or above, you can, you can apply for a few credit cards now to start building your liquidity up. But it's important to not run up the inquiries. So if you start, uh, monitoring groups like I think it's called the credit doctor or the doctor of credit.com all these different message boards and these different Facebook groups they're on top of credit like you're gonna learn a lot about credit when you start tuning in um, that's how I know that there's so much more out there um, I'm not as knowledgeable as a lot of these people who this is what they do all day every day and they've found different ways to get funding. Um, get personal credit, you know, make money off of their credit, travel for free. Who wants to travel for free? Those are the people I want to bring on. But um, if you already have a good pre credit profile, I'll give you a few plays um, of, of companies you can apply to and what credit bureau they report to. Because like I said, you never want more than three inquiries per bureau. So if you're looking at your profile and you're like, okay, yeah, it looks pretty good. I haven't applied for anything in a while. 
Um, you know, and I, I have a good credit profile. That's what you'll hear in a lot of these groups, the good credit profile, or they'll also call it data points, meaning, you know, you have the low utilization, you have a mix of accounts, you, uh, you don't have any negatives or derogatories. Um, you'll have a good chance of being approved because you don't want to get an inquiry if just to get denied. Um, but if you do get denied, or even if you get approved and the amount is lower than you expected, you could always call and ask for them to um, review and reconsider. And I have seen in some of these um, groups that when people call, they're getting uh, denials over time. But in any way, if they do deny you for credit, they're required to send you uh, by mail uh, the factors that kept them from extending your credit. So this is important because if you do have negative information on your credit report that's untrue and you're getting denied for credit, you're being harmed negatively. And when you're going to uh, go through your rounds of disputes with the credit bureaus or even the credit uh, the lenders who are reporting this negative information, you'll have proof that this was affecting you negatively and that that is weighing into uh, what lenders are looking at and denying you based on. So if you have a charge off and it's not yours and you disputed it and they left it on there and you apply for credit and get denied and they state it as a reason, oh, well, you have too many charge offs. They'll say too many, even though it's just one. Um, then you're being negatively harmed. You might, you know, there's people and I don't have time for this, but there's people who really, I don't want to say they make a living, but they, they make a check just suing different uh, credit reporting agencies and different uh, lenders for reporting information, not 100% accurately. Um, like I said, I don't have all the time for that, but I know that there's people out there who are kind of, um, goading these companies into, um, you know, into not, not doing things correctly in, in the manner that they're supposed to. And really, they bring it upon themselves. They're just depending on consumers to not know their rights um, or to not demand that their rights be upheld. So, um, okay. So if you want if you do have the good credit profile, don't do this if you don't have the good credit profile. I'm going to give you a few uh, good banks or credit cards to establish relationships with. Do not do this if you have bad credit. Do not do this if you did not meet any of the data points. Okay, so here are three credit cards you can apply to that pull from TransUnion, okay? And that would be Navy Federal. If you don't have a Navy Federal account. Um, this is one of the best banks to establish a relationship with. Unfortunately, they're a little bit bougie in their requirements. You have to uh, be in the military, former military or family of military member. Um, at certain points, they're a little bit more flexible. Um, so the way I was able to get a Navy Federal account was my fiance's grandmother's husband's daughter was in the Navy. And that's what I told them. I said, my, you know, so I was 
100% honest about this relationship. Um, and they let me in. I will never advocate that you lie on anything to anyone, especially a bank uh, at all. It's, you know, misrepresenting yourself is fraud. So I don't know what their rules are or what they're going to be in the future, but just always be honest. Don't, you know, you're if you get into some of these groups, they're going to tell you to do some dishonest things, some of them. Not, you know, not all the groups, not everyone, but there's some, you know, there's there's some gray areas going on in the credit space because the access, the capital is so great and you can use it to make so much money. But we're not in this to get a fraud charge. We're in this to better our lives. And believe me, being charged with anything is not going to better your life. Having to defend yourself in court, it's not going to better your life. Getting an account shut down later because they found out that you misrepresented yourself is not going to help your life. It's going to tarnish your credit. You'll take a ding there. So do not lie. If you don't have a family member who is a member of the military and they have to have an account. So I was trying, like, I do have family members in the military and I'm like, get this account so I can get the account. And they're just hard-headed. So luckily, they let me in. Sometimes they want new members and they'll open it for friends and family. Um, where, you know, because you have a membership ID. So uh, you need someone's membership ID to get into Navy Federal. Or you need, yeah, that's that's just it. You're going to need someone's name. So I'm not going to even try to tell you any of the... Uh, not good ways to get around anything. Don't do it. The other credit card is Apple Credit Union. These credit unions are gold. Um, and that's why I say stay on the credit boards because there are a lot of credit unions. So Navy Federal was probably first to in line to give out these high limit credit cards. I'm talking 10, 20, 30, $40,000 credit limits. No one was doing that. Um, so now there's a lot of credit unions following suit because they see how popular they are. And I want to say again, do not get these high credit limits and go ball out for the weekend. Don't go to Vegas. Don't get a new purse. These are for business purposes. You're trying to increase your livelihood, not, uh, not look like you've increased your livelihood. So Apple Credit Union. And then the third credit card would be the Apple credit card. Um, if you don't have an Apple iPhone or any uh, Apple devices, you can apply for a, um, an Apple ID online um, and, and apply for an Apple card. Um, there are some different benefits. Of course, when I start bringing on these guests, they're going to really go into, um, you know, some of the ways to credit hack. I don't know them all. Like I said, I'm just aware that they're out there and I do want to bring the information to you, um, but I want you to be prepared before they get on. Um, okay, so that was TransUnion. So if you applied for those three cards and you didn't have any other inquiries, if you already have a lot of inquiries, you might not want to run this play just yet. Um, inquiries only stay on for two years. So, you know, monitor and see where you're at. Um, you don't, like I said, you don't want a whole bunch of hard inquiries um, and they could deny you for just having too many inquiries, even though they say it's only 10% that 
they'll deny you just for having a lot of inquiries. Um, and, and with that in mind, if you are going to get a car loan, don't let them shop your loan around because you could get like 10 inquiries just at the car dealer. Or if you go to a mortgage broker and they're shopping your loan around and they say that it doesn't ding your report, but it's still showing up as all those separate inquiries. And I know this because when I got my mortgage and the same company kept checking my credit, all those inquiries stayed on my report. Um, so it still looks like a lot of inquiries, even though they say, oh, it doesn't really matter. So if you, so that was one credit bureau. Experian, if you want to apply, and this is so you could get nine credit cards with three inquiries per bureau. So this is just a real quick play. So if you were in the right frame of mind, or the right credit profile, you can take advantage of this. If not, build your credit. Don't try to do this if you're not there yet. If you know, I'm gonna keep saying that because I don't want you mad at me because you're getting denied. I'm just telling you what you could apply for if you already have good credit. Okay, so Experian profile. You could apply for American Express cards. Um, obviously, Platinum is the best. Um, the gold card is also good. If you want to do some travel hacking, they have some different hotel ones. I just got my Hilton American Express game up. Um, but in the groups, they'll probably tell you Platinum's the best. So if you have a really good credit profile, probably start from there. And I think with American Express, don't quote me, but I believe if they'll use the same, they won't keep pulling your credit report if you apply for multiple cards in 30 days. So you'll want to take what I just said and verify it through some of the credit boards because they're up to date on everything. And I don't have time all the way um, to be like fully immersed yet, but it is fascinating to me. But I'm pretty sure you could apply for like two or three American Expresses and still just have that one inquiry. Um, but verify before you do it because you don't want to end up with three inquiries when you thought you would have one. Another Experian pulling credit card would be First Tech, which is another credit union. They're another one trying to compete with the Navy Federal. So when we're uh, referring some of these banks, they're banks that give regularly $20,000 and up in credit card limits. So if you just had nine credit cards and each one gave you a $20,000 limit, that's $180,000 in access to capital. Again, not capital to go shopping with, capital to position yourself to change your life and to create residual income and other six-figure income streams, okay? I'm going to keep saying this because I don't want to hear how you got $180,000 and, you know, you don't have no businesses with the money. You use the credit to buy assets that pay for the liabilities. You don't skip straight to the liabilities because they're not going to put cash in your pocket. You need businesses to pay for whatever, like the purse. Don't pay for the purse with the credit. You make sure that the whatever luxury expenses you want are being paid for by businesses. I'm not saying don't get them or live some uh, frugal lifestyle. No, live your best life, but don't do it on the credit card. Um, and the last Experian credit card is Chase. What Chase was? Chase Sapphire. That's the one who gave me the high credit limit. Um, 
I'm not like once you get into it, you'll learn what credit card companies like how many credit cards you can apply to with each credit card. I don't actually know because I'm still learning this. And I had applied for my credit cards before I actually learned this. So I'm one of the people who have a lot of credit inquiries that are waiting patiently to fall off my credit report. It's it's painstakingly slow, but I'm finding out about all this information after I had applied for a lot of credit cards. So I'm one of the people who have to wait. I'm, I'm sitting on ice and I'm just like, ugh, this sucks because I know that there's hundreds of thousands of dollars out there. But it's okay because I'm going to bring someone in who's talking about business funding. So there are more than one ways to skin a cat. And then Equifax. Um, Equifax, PenFed is one of the Equifax companies. PenFed is Pennsylvania um, Federal Credit Union. I and this is an account where I started it. I think you you donate like five or ten dollars to a charity to be able to become a member, if I'm not mistaken. And like a jerk, I close my account, so I have to go through the process all over again. Some of these credit unions to apply, you need to establish a relationship with them before they'll give you a credit card. So you have to set up the checking and a savings account. I know with them, they make you keep like five or $10 in savings, um, you know, and probably like five or $10. The be- If you really want to uh, get some good limits, when you open these accounts, park like some cash in there, like leave $5,000 in these accounts for 60 days before you apply. So you, uh, you're you considered seasoning your account. You're establishing that you have money and you can leave it there. So um, that's a little bit of strategy also, like build a relationship, show them like, oh, I got money. I'm gonna leave it here with you. Because they like that. Banks are using your money to create leverage themselves. So it's like, you know, you're you're both using each other. It's just most people don't know how to use the banks to create wealth. They're using you to create wealth because I think for every $1, they can leverage 10. So if you sit $5,000 there, they're leveraging $50,000 in loans, in which case they're they're charging interest. So it's, it's a two-way street. Another... Um, Equifax reporting company is Digital Credit Union. Digital Federal Credit Union, DCU. That is another high limit card. That's another credit union to establish a good relationship. Another thing that I want to mention, don't, if you try to open like more than five checking accounts in a month, there's some sort of system where they'll flag you. Don't do that because that's something like money launderers do. So when you're building credit, we're using this for only good purposes, um, but you don't want the system to like confuse you with a money launderer because you're mimicking their habits, if that makes any sense. Um, and the last, Equifax reporting credit card I'm going to mention is where to go. Um, NIHFCU. So this is a Visa card. If you go to NIHFCU.org, 
This is a credit card that has no annual fee and 0% interest for 15 months. So when I mentioned before, you want to make sure that you have a plan for this credit. It's not just about having access to the credit. It's about having a plan for it. Are you starting your Turo business? Are you starting an Airbnb business? Are you getting into public adjusting and you want to, uh, you know, finance some uh, equipment? Are you, um, you know, whatever it is, whatever your monetary business goals are, the credit will help. It will not help you to um, to to just have zero percent interest and nothing to do with it, and then the 50, 15 months expires and you didn't do anything to make money to leverage that zero percent interest. That's free cash to invest, um, but it, it and it also won't help you if it also won't help you if you are buying liabilities with this credit that don't make you any money. So again, this is not what this uh, is about. It's about getting access to credit, building your credit profile so that we could do some things when these guests are on and they're saying, oh, this is a play you could run. You make six figures, you know, in your sleep or whatever the case may be. And you're like, oh, I wish I had money for their course. Education is an appropriate way to spend credit because you're learning ways to make money. You're getting training in and high-level coaching and strategies. Okay, so here are a few credit cards that do not do a hard pull, meaning you won't get an inquiry regardless, and that's great. So uh, Tomo credit card, T-O-M-O credit card. Um, Apple credit card, I think they don't do a hard pull. Um, at least that's what the boards are saying. And of course, all this information is subject to change. That's why I say always kind of go take a tempo, like get into these credit groups. Uh, you'll learn hacks that I don't even know about. Um, but always, if someone seems like they're advocating for something shady or they're telling you to lie on your application, never do that. I'll never advocate for that because that is um, misrepresentation. So those are two that should not uh, should not do a hard pull. So um, like I said, this was meant to be a intro to credit basics. So if you're, if you, uh, if your score is lacking, if some of those data points are lacking, start working on it now. Some of these credit repair companies that charge monthly are not trying to do a good service. So I would say before you give anyone your money, always like do a better business bureau search, um, you know, see what people are saying. You could go on uh, like Yelp and some of the, uh, or what I always do before I do business is I'll Google their name uh, reviews. And then I'll look through all the different sites and read through the reviews because there's a lot of scams going out there right now in the credit field. I'm not going to recommend any repair companies um, just because I haven't found any that are 100% reputable or that deliver 100% results. And I don't want y'all mad at me because uh, I said use this person and they don't deliver. Um, so just make it a priority to have good credit. Um, if it is good, I hope you get some access to the, the credit cards I told you. Um, and like I said, I'm going to have some people who are going to blow your minds with uh, some, some ways to make money with your credit. 
okay? So with that, I'm not going to keep you all too much longer. Um, I hope that that helps. Um, I hope I've clarified some stuff about credit and I didn't get too jargony. Um, and I really hope everything I said is accurate. I, I did the best of my abilities to uh, try to verify the information. Um, but like I said, this is a changing industry. Um, so definitely, you know, get in these communities because you'll start learning and you'll see how, um, how important it is because um, you could turn credit to cash. <laughs> so like I said before, uh, credit is king. If you have $50,000 in your bank account and you, sp and you invest it, even though you have that investment, you have $0. But if you uh, have $50,000 in credit, um, you know, that's a revolving line. You can, you can do a lot with it. It keeps coming back to you as you pay it down, pay it back. So I can't say enough good things. I have about a hundred or so thousand dollars in uh, open credit. So I will be offering uh, trade line packages in the future. I know that's a strategy some of my groups uh, recommend. I just haven't fully figured it out, but that would allow me to give access to some of you $100,000 in open credit. Uh, you will not have access to the credit cards. Like I said, there are secure ways to do it, but until I'm 100% certain on that, um, I'm not gonna do it. But in the future, I do plan to offer that because it it's an income stream. Obviously, you know, I would be getting something out of it, um, but it really helps to boost your credit if you have lack of credit history. So. Um, I know some of my guests will be showing you how to open a trade line business and things of that sort. Um, so I'm really excited for the future um, and how we could all increase our access to credit to make it, to leverage it into six figures or more a year in some of these uh, income streams. So uh, take care, Rainmakers. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you loved it and would like to leave a review, I would be extremely grateful. That's the best way to help other entrepreneurs like you find the show. You can also connect with me on Instagram at businesstbree and make sure you're subscribed to the show. I had a blast recording today's show for you and I hope you got some amazing value from my guests. Talk to you next time.